everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That, Bro? It's the podcast we are watching Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode. Or as we like to say here, we have to go back. Words! With our, our host, Chad Wago. He's never seen Lost before. Thank you, David K. Jones. I did not ever watch Lost before. And I only ever watch Lost in connection with this podcast, which means that for the last few weeks when we haven't been recording, I have not watched Lost. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the longest uh, time period any of us have gone without watching Lost, aside from our entire lives up until we started watching Lost. No, my entire life before you guys started watching Lost, plus many more years after that. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, people who uh, did not watch Lost until they started watching Lost, it's our other host, AJ Nieves. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This week we're actually doing uh, Lost Season 3, Episode 14, Expose. So Hurley suspects that Sawyer may be involved in an island mystery. Son learns the truth about the other's attempted kidnapping of her. I said that weird. Kidnapping. 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 Eh, it's fine. Kidnapping. 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 Yeah, I don't, I don't know who's, who's doing the kidnapping. But, um, but yeah. Well, it was revealed in the, this episode that the kidnapping was performed by Sawyer and Charlie. Yeah. I told... I, I, you know, I think this is starting to verge towards where I, I started getting into the show. Because mm. I'm starting to um, not be familiar with some of these <laughs> plot lines. But there's a lot of them in this episode. There's a lot of shit that we see flashbacks <laughs> for. Um, so this episode is all about the characters of Paulo and Nikki. Yeah. Who I kind of, watching the show, mm. I'm wondering if they weren't like created for this episode and had oh. never previously shown up before <laughs> like it, it, they were like a uh, dawn on buffy where oh, they just yeah. sort of retconned them in <laughs> i i know this is a lost podcast right. but who, who, who is done <laughs> if you look behind you on my uh wall you'll see my buffy the vampire slayer calendar and april is dawn month oh shit mm-hmm. yeah. okay and she was played by michelle trachtenberg all right right the um harriet the spy girl yeah. yes also, Euro Trip. Oh yeah, yeah. and Euro Trip. And then I those two movies else. you should watch back to back. Yeah, you're not gonna feel weird at all. <laughs> you see a nice family film about a girl who's a spy, and then a Euro Trip with with uh, high school graduates yeah. doing high school graduate stuff yeah. in Europe. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I I remember this episode. Because it was one of the famous ones. It was famous for getting so much hate from the <laughs> fandom. People hated this episode. Like, I remember at the time when it came out, it was... People hated it. They hated it. Because they, like Chad mentioned, they retconned these two characters. And and uh, later on, Damon Lindelof went on to say that this episode of the show was an experiment to see if they could drop in characters that we were previously unfamiliar with. Mm. And, and it, the experiment was not successful. <laughs> it failed. It failed with flying colors. If that's even a thing that can be done. But yeah, um, like it was just, it was, it, it, was, it garnered, it garnered so much hate yeah. from the fandom and just general like TV stuff too. But it's not a bad episode. And these aren't terrible characters. Like they both have wants. Like he wants those diamonds and uh, Apollo just, wants to be loved he doesn't want to be abandoned and his love has nothing to do with these diamonds and it's uh, tied up neatly in a bow afterwards where the characters that we are introduced to in this episode also are never seen again because they get (laughs) fucking buried alive i love that meta moment that we get in the beginning of the show where uh we get 
to see the set of expose, a show that we've seen on this show, so a show within a show. Mm. Um, yeah, that was that was weird. I thought that expose was a reality show. <laughs> oh. Like I thought it was like, uh, or not reality, but it was like uh, entertainment news kind of yeah, thing, like a TMZ. That yeah. seems like that yeah, would be that show. Like. Yeah. yeah, like you have Entertainment Tonight, and you got expose. The expose is like the Mad TV to Entertainment Tonight's <laughs> SNL. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was kind of strange. Yeah, we get this whole, we get this whole build up, and there's like a little guest star role with Billy D. Williams in yeah. it, which is great. Homeboy of Star Wars fame and all that. I was very sad that Billy <laughs> D. did not stick around for the rest of the episode, right? Because I mean, like, if they wanted to like insert a random character that was going to be like, okay, this character has always been around, I would have been like okay if it was billy d <laughs> bro i would have like died if we if we got some nikki and paulo in the woods you know followed by some whispers and then billy d appears yeah. <laughs> as one of the island <laughs> like, what, if, are... what if billy d was the man in black oh fuck <laughs> oh my god that would just that would that would be amazing i would love to see that that mm-hmm. would probably bring the show into some brand new weird air that we you know it, it would definitely take the gravity <laughs> away from the show because well, everyone's think- like hey the weird thing about this is that uh, the character that he's playing is himself, but the character that his self is playing in this is called uh, Lashad, who's like the uh, he's like the Charlie of the Charlie's Angels of Expose. Interesting. And we find out from uh, from Hurley reading the script that it turns out he's the Cobra. So like, he took this role because he's like, oh, I'm gonna be Lashad, but really I get to play the Cobra. Yeah, that's right. And then they just don't ever show it. That's, so that's right. kind of like how he became. He played uh, Harvey Dent in the original <laughs> Batman movie, <laughs> and never that. actually became Two Face. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, getting back to like the metal lens that the show sets up in the beginning is, we get that line of dialogue from Nikki to. I'm guessing that was supposed to be the show's producer or something like that, where the the older man that she ends up oh, getting yeah. together with because she tells him like, oh yeah, she's just a guest spot. You know, I know how it goes for guest spots. You know, I just got killed off. And yeah. that's what happens in this episode with these mm-hmm. guest stars. Who, I wonder, have they been on the show before, prior to this? I don't even remember. I guess we'll find out. I'm yeah. going to assume no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the other uh, really meta moment in uh, the beginning of the show is when Nikki first uh, uh, runs out of uh, the jungle. And then she falls down and... Hurley is uh, trying to help her out, and then he says, "Oh, dude, Nikki's dead." And Sawyer's response is, "Who the hell is Nikki?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I imagine was uh, me. Uh, was one of those moments that the showrunners were like, "This is going to be great. The audience is going to love it because they're <laughs> yeah. going to say the exact same thing." Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I would definitely imagine that would be the case. We get. Oh man, this is this is a very interesting one. Um, for me personally, I had a, I had some trouble with the framing of the story because, by all accounts, it seems like they're trying to shoehorn in these characters. So they mm. give them this backstory by showing their past on the island and off island, um, yeah. and taking them back to when when the plane crash happened, which is apparently what eighty four days somewhere like eighty two so. days. Like but yeah, they're like eighty something days on that island, and everybody well, most people are aware of them, but I guess previously they're just. You know, um, they kind of sunk into the background. But I do remember um, the writers of the show saying that this was an experiment where they wanted to see if they could drop in new characters and or fresh blood into the show. Of course, I guess it didn't work here. But yeah. but it is interesting to see them swing at the fences for it. I think a thing that was going on at the time is you had people 
saying, oh, you know, there's a, we got this, these, uh, these losties and we're watching their story. But then we've got, you know, people like, like Judy Chamness and the, the original 33. Like, what are the, what are their lives like? Yeah. Yeah. And instead of giving Judy Chamness her own storyline, <laughs> they hired these two actors. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, I guess they're just like, we need, yeah, I guess we need it to pop. I don't know what the reasoning was, but. Mm. I can see what they were going for with it. But because Lost was such a, uh, I think, like, the plot obviously was a very important part of the show. Like, people were very interested to see where the story was. But the characters were also, like, super important to uh, the show. And when you're, you've you been watching this show that's been around for three years, and, like, these characters are ones that you found to be, like, so engaging and like so interesting that you want to spend more and more time with and then they're like hey look at these other characters over here <laughs> you're like god damn it why is everyone talking about poochie yeah yeah seriously it's those those were yeah. definitely the poochies of this episode <laughs> oh man um i i do i know we're gonna get to it but the the idea of of how they meet their end so man is very it's very dark like, um, for this show, the show features a lot of death in itself yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for you to go out the way that Nikki and Paula go out is pretty terrible. Yeah, and like I've, I've been saying for this whole season, it's the darkest, darkest timeline, at least for Hurley, because he does uh, bury those two people alive. So it's yeah. two more bodies on uh, on Hurley's body <laughs> count for this season. Yeah, it is. Also, I'm surprised that it doesn't ever come up again later when mm-hmm. Hurley starts talking to dead people. Oh, yeah. You think oh, they want to talk to him about that? It's like, yo, dude, you totally botched. <laughs> you botched the whole thing. It would have been cool. We would have settled our differences. But then you hey, dumped bro. a shovel of sand on my face. <laughs> I wasn't dead when you buried me. <laughs> I just want to let you know you killed me. Just to let you know, I asphyxiated on some sand and it was it was not the business. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> you know, just want to put that on your conscience there. That was so. a good-ass moment when her eyes opened up yeah. right before the sand hit her. Yeah, yeah. We we also start to see that this is the episode where, maybe not this one, it's almost we see like a turning point for Sawyer's character. Um, this is in the third season, so we don't know what kind of rascally stuff he's been up to. But, but yeah, we, we already seen the previous, well, the next episode, which is uh, Sawyer... You know, swoop, swiping in. Oh, swiping in? Swooping in? He's swiping in. He has a, probably has a card. Yeah, swipe he swipes. He's a swiper. Yeah, he has a swiper. <laughs> so he swoops in and ends up... Uh, He's uh, a right swiper. Yeah, yeah, he is. And becoming the de facto <laughs> leader of the group after Jack is gone. And we know that Jack is not a part of the group right now. But we do get a little bit of him in the, I guess, the the backstory shots. The flashbacks or whatever. No. Yeah. So many flashbacks in this Yeah. So. Like I was saying before, when we get to this episode, there's a lot of spoilers mm-hmm. for those of us watching the show in reverse. I wonder, because um, I don't know if this is what they're going for, but I could understand if the, if it was. I mean, but if the writers are trying to, like, sprinkle in all this shit that you're already familiar with, if you're watching the show up until now, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that plane. Oh, yeah, I remember that hatch and all this other yeah. stuff. Well, they have to... It's that whole retconning thing where they have to show that Nikki and Paolo, they've been here this whole time. <laughs> Yeah, so like that that feels like a betrayal to the viewer in a way because you know like it, it's just um, I don't know like like you spend so much time or you invest so much time in this show and in these characters um, only to find out like oh yeah we can just 
dump some other characters that you can, you know, emotionally project upon. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, it just it it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't work. I don't. I still think it doesn't work. But I I, I kind of give a little props to to the writers for even trying it because it is kind of it is a risk. It's you know it's fun. It's it failed, but it's better than just your your traditional TV format plot and shit. Yeah. And I think as a as an episode of Lost where there's a mystery and then it gets solved, and we're like, oh, we killed these people, and we find out. Like, was that an interesting story to watch for you guys to be like watching the mystery and like, oh, how did these people die? <laughs> or are they so unlikable you don't really care? See, that's the thing. Like, they had so little time to develop these characters in this one forty-two minute episode, including the flashbacks and all the other stuff that they're doing, including the the who done it mystery part that they they kind of put in there too. Like, so you got like. You got just a little bitty a bit of time to like get familiar with these characters. All you know is that she wants this diamond and he wants to be loved. That's what I got out of it yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing about it is uh, the characters were never given the save the cat moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, save the cat, for those of you guys that aren't familiar, is a, a sort of screenwriting process kind of thing that became uh, real famous, I want to say maybe about like 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. then that's around when people started noticing that like most uh, big like tentpole Hollywood movies were all following the format that's laid out in the book Save the Cat, uh, where you can make a character as unlikable as you want so long as you give them the one redeeming act. And like obviously you want to do that for likable characters too, but that's sort of like a hook that you can hang on a character that'll make people care about them to give them at least one redeeming quality. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, these people were not given that. <laughs> yeah. They... Like, like, the only thing that was redeeming about Nikki was the fact that she was pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I hate to objectify women like that, but she was seriously not a character. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, too, yeah, she she seemed very kind of flat. Oh, both of them kind of did. Like, the, of course, like we mentioned, they didn't get that Save the Cat moment. We didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time with them outside of this episode. To, uh, I did like what Paulo did in the episode. Like, he had a few episodes where uh, they flash back to them standing on the beach after the crash. And he's got those tears in his eyes. I, I thought that was pretty pretty decent acting. I mean, given what they were given to work with mm-hmm. and the dialogue yeah. that they had. Even afterwards when, um, you know, he was... Uh, paralyzed by that spider those tears came back and he kind of just he, he thrusted out the words like yeah i just i was afraid that she would leave me but like where's she gonna go it's an island homie like she's not like even if you guys do break up on account of these diamonds you can't really do anything with those diamonds yeah which actually kind of brings up the the idea of the diamonds on the show and that's kind of another well, we do get some character development in Sawyer and that we know what kind of person he is. But at the end, he ends up giving up these diamonds because they don't have any real value on the island. The real value is in the people that he meets along the <laughs> way. <laughs> I did have some flashes of, um, what's that story uh, with um, uh, Gulliver's Travels? Mm-hmm. I did kind of have a flash of that during this episode. There's a scene in, um, in that within that story where... Um, I think Gulliver, Gulliver finds himself on a beach. And the beach is like littered with diamonds or crystals or something. I, I might be remembering this wrong. But well, everything I know about Gulliver's travels 
is the Lilliputians? Yeah, the Lilliputians. Lilliputians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I know. Oh, I'm not too familiar. I just know that Ted Danton movie (laughs) from the (laughs) nineties. But yeah, I just remember that there's tiny people to tie them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I remember I remember the story a little bit, but I know that there is horses. Like he ends up. Well, Gulliver ends up washing up on uh, on shore after whatever, and. um, finds these diamonds and they're just littered on this beach shore and he starts pocketing them and then um there's like a race of horses they're actually literal horses but they they make they're a man what is that they're racing <laughs> well, race horses I, I i don't know if they're race horses, but they're like wild horses but mm-hmm. they they have the ability to speak and communicate like they're uh-huh. anthropomorphic in that way so they don't understand the value of the diamonds that Gulliver is like scooping into his pockets. And... They probably wouldn't have gotten the pun either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, I, I that that came to mind during this episode. Uh, whether it was just just had that in common, or maybe they were trying to lay it on. I don't see how else that story would fit into this one. But it is kind of fun to think about. Yeah. But yeah, so we get we get two deaths in this episode. Um, at the hands of uh, Hurley and Sawyer, I guess we'll yeah. be burying them. Yeah, got Leslie Arst in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, I always want to call him Arnts, but it's Arts. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's kind of nice. It's kind of fun to see all the other characters too pop up. Yeah, yeah. this is the first time I've seen Boone in uh, mm. like three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Like the last time I saw him was uh, when he was sitting on a plane. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that was in the Flash Sideways. So it wasn't even a real. Yeah, it was world. like the beginning of the Flash Sideways. Yeah. That's right. And also, uh, the time that I saw him after that was in the Flash Sideways when uh, he gets into a fight with somebody oh, and yeah. makes out with someone. That's right. And so that's been my entire uh, <laughs> relationship with Boone in this show. What do you make of the relationship between uh, Boone and Shannon from what you've seen in this episode? Shannon a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very succinct. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. I guess that's the dynamic that they had previously. We'll probably see more of that stuff later. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, when we first see Arst, he's in it. He's in his little tent thing with all his bugs and he's got a centipede like on a stick and he's just like looking at the centipede and like, that's, that's pretty ballsy. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have a centipede that close to my face. Yep. Oh, but he's an educator and also, uh, uh, what did he say? He said scientist? something. Scientist. Scientist. Yeah, she asked if he was a scientist and then he made sure to point out that he's an educator because that is more um, impressive to women. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Points for our arts too because he's just all like, I'm going to impress her on the merit of my job, which yeah. is educator. I'm old young minds. <laughs> Touch me. Touch me good. <laughs> Or bad, depending on how you like it. <laughs> um, also, too, here's something that's worth mentioning. Um, there's We get that scene. We were talking about Arts' bugs or his insects or whatever. Uh, we get that scene where... Um, uh, spider is not an insect. It is an arachnid. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, perfect. So so we get the arachnid. It is a bug. Yeah. What is a centipede? That thing's got like a billion legs. We'll some f- kind of arthropod, right? Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll Google it at uh, some point after this podcast is done. We are not educators, nor scientists. <laughs> no. Well, what I was going to mention was uh, there's a scene where we get Charlie holding on to one of those bottles uh, mm-hmm. of Arts Bugs or whatever. And he says that, you know, these creepy car- crawlies. Actually, um, uh, the actor who plays Charlie. Uh, Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. He actually has a show on... I don't know if it's Discovery or um, it's on one of those channels, but he has a show where 
he uh, travels to different places on Earth and looks for bugs. Like, he looks yeah. for, like, creepy crawlies and, and, and all kinds of stuff. It's a pretty dope show. I've cool. seen it. Like, there's there's an episode where um, he goes into some, like, local tribe area um, somewhere in maybe South America or something, and they have him climb this tree, and you find some kind of... Or they, they keep looking for all these different types of bugs, but... Like, on the show, like, he's like the bear grill of bugs. Like, he knows his shit about bugs. Yeah. I was so surprised and impressed by it. But, um... So, this is, like, real-life foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 But, like, after Lost was done, this is way after Lost. Maybe a couple of years he gets the show and he's and he's doing it. They, um... He ends up finding... Uh, I remember, I think he ended up finding an arachnid. And he, uh... Because he was the first discoverer at wherever the show was oh. at, he was able to name it. So, there's wow. actually, like, a Monaghan spider out there named for Dominic Monaghan. And, um... He touts it as his, his version of immortality. Yeah. Yeah, but interesting though. Interesting nonetheless. So when I saw it, I was like, "Hey, he was like." But he says that he's always been into insects and bugs mm-hmm. and all kind of yeah. creepy crawly stuff. And the I, show kind of. I read a up. magazine article about him one time that was all about how he liked bugs and stuff. And I, Neat. And now that I think about it, I think the picture in the article was of him with like a centipede crawling on his face. Oh. Ugh. Or maybe a spider, but yeah, it might have been a centipede. Someone looked that up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But essentially, like, he was, um, but yeah, he, he kind of approaches that show with the fearlessness where he's just, like, grabbing all kinds of bugs, like, and he's just like, this is the murderous blah, blah, blah snake. And he's just, like, holding it in front of the camera, like, check it out, guys. <laughs> ah, man, I used to be a hobbit. He had that crocodile hunter shit. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's an interesting show. I, 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 um, we're, we're not really hyping or plugging it, but like if you find it, <laughs> let us know what the title is. I kind of yeah. forget, but you know, it's a Google search away. Dominic Monaghan bug TV show. Yeah, we might watch that backwards one day. Fuck, that would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that show lasted for like maybe a season oh. or two. Like he did it, and then he's just like, all right. Yeah, it turns out people don't like watching bugs crawling around. <laughs> Which that was also my complaint about the movie Ant Man. It's like. <laughs> Watching ants swarm all over people, oh, yeah. that's, that doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we get that. We are introduced to, well, within the main story uh tonight's episode, we're introduced to the, I guess, the general problems that are that are that's happening between nikki and paulo nikki is very desperate to find these diamonds and yeah i guess we know why she knows the value and they're thinking about probably uh, a rescue or something that's that's going to happen but but oh man like if if i had gotten bit by a male whatever spider like i guess you, you could like at that moment she had to decide between burying those diamonds and like maybe i don't know i don't know what she could have done like she could have got to the beach sooner and just said i'm going to be paralyzed or maybe write yeah. a note in like ash or something i don't know some, <laughs> something you know or like yo help me out i'm dying here but that was not her concern no do you really want any of those diamonds it cost her life yeah but yeah I, it like we mentioned we also get that jaboni line <laughs> that comes back uh, later on where miles says it about those two yeah which is kind of interesting well so i guess that's something that really stuck with them when oh. Sawyer said, who are these Jabonis? Holy shit! Months, that's amazing! Months later, when Miles finds their dead bodies, that's all they're thinking about. Was That guy called us Jabonis. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said it wrong. I should really come out of this, uh, paraly- <laughs> this paralysis and correct him. They were the first Redditors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot. It, it's a noisy episode. There's a, mm. so much shit going on in this one. There's so many different scenes. There's a beach scene. Now, all these flashbacks, you know, that were supposed to be included. And I think that might... Well, I don't know about the general fandom, but I know for me that was like a source of irritation. Like, oh, we're just like fucking flying through these scenes. Mm. Like, there's no real chance for us to like get comfortable or like to have any of these characters take a beat or a breath it's just like boom you know dialogue boom like explosion boom we're going here and doing this so it was yeah. like a it's like a sped up version of what we normally see on this well, show well i had to fit three seasons of of history into this one episode yeah three seasons plus yeah, yeah. i don't know man like um i guess I can't think of any other TV show well i'm sure there must have been something that that happened like this but i can't think of another TV show that would try to shoehorn characters in for, like, an episode in this fashion. Because, like, you know, like, thinking about, I think about The Simpsons and, like, that whole uh, Poochie thing, right? But then there was also that that one character that was on The Simpsons, and that was just the gag of it. I can't remember his name, but he was, like, supposed to be the young guy that, and at the end of it, he just goes, I'm moving out of this apartment, and I'm moving out of this house and into an apartment with two sexy ladies or something like that. I think that was... In the Poochie episode, right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's all I remember of it. I don't know why we're, I don't, I'm going back to Simpsons here, because but... everything is Simpsons. <laughs> There's got to be like at least one dude like that's in a room to room covered with Simpsons paraphernalia. Oh, it's just so, like funny. everything is Simpsons. One of the uh, uh, moments in the show where it also uh, gets—I don't know if meta would be the term—but uh, when Locke finds uh, Paulo trying to bury the diamonds he's just like you gotta be careful because nothing on this island stays buried and then it's just like oh here's here's the uh here's the theme part like he just called out like okay this is the lesson that we're gonna learn (laughs) nice yeah that was perfect yeah i mean it was foreshadowing of the fact that nikki and paula's bodies get dug up in later on the fifth or sixth season by miles to take their diamonds yeah yeah yeah. Like there's that and all of the other secrets that pop up on the island mm. for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I thought, I, for some reason, I don't know why I thought this in my head. I thought it was just a singular diamond, like a big fat rock that they were walking around with. I didn't yeah. know it was like a pouch full of diamonds <laughs> taken from a wealthy benefactor or a wealthy producer or whatever. That guy, um, yeah, I guess it was just a convenient a plot convenience where they had to like give them something to do so they have to like go and swindle this old man um i guess that goes back and ties back into themes that we that that's already present on the show people not presenting as what they really are we see that a lot people conning people uh, or deceiving people that pops up as recurring themes within Mm. the show um murder murder yeah so those are those are all interesting themes that the show usually hits and sometimes they they do a good job of hitting those notes, and sometimes it just falls flat. And uh, this is kind of one of those. But um, yeah, it was an irritating episode, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> like, it, like it didn't. It felt a little grating at points, but it didn't feel like, oh, God, I really, I hate, hate this episode. Like, I, I, I've hated other episodes that are heavy on the love triangle stuff more than this one. Yep. Mm. But then I don't know. Th- those those might not yeah. might be not an apple to apple comparison. Well, this episode has my favorite love triangle, which is Nikki, <laughs> Paulo, and Leslie Arts. <laughs> Homeboy was feeling threatened. <laughs> he was insecure about Leslie Arts, the uh, the middle school teacher, and she was kind of yeah. fun. She was kind of shining him on too with the whole 
Yeah, I slept with him. And then, like, he got real with her and said, like, yeah, you did that already. And she was like, no! My feelings. Yeah, this is a this is a relationship fraught with all kinds of booby traps. Like, there's... Not booby traps, but there's a lot of triggering things. Because mm-hmm. they're doing all this stuff for whatever reason. They get these diamonds, and these diamonds are supposed to help them realize whatever they want to realize in their life. But in reality, they, they still don't like the people they are. And that's kind of... Well... That's my takeaway, especially with uh, with with Nikki's reaction to the whole um, sleeping with that that old older man and Paulo's comments on it and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, not a trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, the I thought it was weird that we had that that quit smoking subplot thing, and that's the thing that reveals Paulo's um, lying yeah. or whatever. I guess they had to put something in. But I just felt that I was like, like for real, like you were holding on to those those Nicorette gums for like eighty seven days. Yeah, well, I mean, they found it maybe halfway through. Oh yeah, but even then, I mean, I, I feel like she should have noticed he was chewing gum earlier. Yeah, he would have been like, oh yeah, I found this in some other luggage. It's some other guy's nicotine gum. If he if he had like the presence of mind to be like, you know, just talking to her casually, and then just goes, oh shit, nicotine gum. Whose yeah. is this? Whose is this? Well, I guess it's mine. <laughs> that guy died. That's at the bottom of that, you know, waterfall or whatever. It's probably his. Yeah. Man. If he had just made up a name and said, like, oh, yeah, Robert gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Sawyer can go, like, who the hell is Robert? <laughs> and then we get a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> just based on Robert. <laughs> if this if this episode was a success, if, like, if people had responded to this in a positive way, I would kind of wonder... What other like little self-contained self-contained stories would have got on this show, but it just what kind of other new characters they would have given? Yes. Yeah, they like that would have paved the way for like Chamness to come in and like really shine. You know, she's like, well, I'm not <laughs> gonna die. Good. I'll be here for a while. Yeah, longer. she deserved it. <laughs> she did. Yeah, we probably have gotten some episodes about like others that were like doing some goofy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. Like like some... others. Yeah, like yeah, some of the, the non losties. Yeah, like Ben's barber having a bad bad day yeah yeah um it would have been that one episode of the simpsons where it's like this is what everyone else in the town is doing yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. is that the one with the guy that's in that little car and he's a really tall yeah. guy yes yeah i remember that one. <laughs> uh welcome back to simpson chat guys yeah. it's uh it's a podcast within a podcast <laughs> it's the uh inception of podcasts Brum. <laughs> <laughs> Those are obligatory. We yeah. get obligatory brums anytime Inception is mentioned. Yep. Yeah, we had a fun moment where Hurley is talking to Desmond to try to figure out how to solve this murder and tells Desmond to use his like psychic powers. And Desmond's just like, no, I just kind of see flashes. And Hurley's like, oh, that's like the lamest superpower. <laughs> and Hurley has a superpower. He can talk to dead people. So it's like he's the, there's only two people that have superpowers. And then uh, yeah. one of them feels uh, way superior than the other. <laughs> But Hurley also does not have the superpower of being immune to electromagnetism. That's true. That is something that belongs only to our, our main man. Desmond. Desmond. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I almost <laughs> forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it, 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 was, it was an interesting one. I, I, I literally took like a page of notes, which is unusual. I usually <laughs> take so much more and I'm just writing down random shit. But I kind of feel like I got most of the good stuff. We did not talk about Rump Shaker being in the opening of this episode. Mm-hmm. That song mm-hmm. from the 1990s. 
Ah, that song is the best. I used to like get my groove on the fifth grade to that <laughs> shit. We also did not talk about uh, uh, the catchphrase of the character that Nikki played. No, yeah, Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle, and it comes back on Island. Uh huh. But why the fuck did you give the guest star a catchphrase? Yeah, <laughs> that seemed weird. Yeah, yeah, that is very strange. I can't think of any any memorable character that had or guest character in any show that that's had like the one line i don't know like catchphrases are usually characters that stick around for a while yeah yeah like you got your dynamites and you got your hey yeah (laughs) you got your does and all that stuff you can't you can't give a doe to somebody that's there for an episode or i guess you could but if you figure it out a better way to implement it yeah also if they're only around for one episode like they they have to lay it on real yeah. thick to get a oh, catchphrase. Yeah. Oh yeah. Otherwise, it's just a thing that they repeated. Dude. Well, we we instantly recognized it as a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> of how <laughs> bad it was. Yeah, yeah. See, I guess that they were. I guess that was our whole thing. We were just supposed to get like this this cheesy television show that, um, from what we know, Hurley says goes on for four seasons at least yeah. before they find out who cobra is and uh speaking of uh cheesy television shows they also mention some of the other shows that this uh director producer whatever created and the one that made me laugh out loud is dr kincaid esquire (laughs) (laughs) because Um, for those of you guys that uh, do not know esquire is a suffix that you give to attorneys so basically the show is dr lawyer (laughs) that's great that's so fucking great Oh man! Um, like I would kind of like to see that show, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Kincaid Esquire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, not the best uh, two occupation crossover I've ever heard of, but it does sound kind of funny. That that is great. The best uh, two uh, occupation crossover I've ever heard of is Doctor McNinja. <laughs> Doctor McNinja. That's that's the best. That's yeah, awesome. It's also culturally crossover. Yeah. <laughs> It is. He is Irish. <laughs> and Japanese. Yeah. Irishanese. That sounds offensive. Yeah. But if if someone was a lawyer and they got their, their PhD in law, then they would be a doctor esquire, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, I don't think Could, you get no? a PhD in law. You can't get a PhD in law? No, I don't, I don't uh, think so. I see. I wonder. I think you get your Juris Doctorate and that's oh, it. I wonder okay. what kind of doctor Kincaid was. But that's not the word doctorate. You don't call those people doctors? They have a Juris Doctorate? No, a I Juris Doctorate so. and a PhD are different. Yeah. Interesting. But what do you call someone with a Juris Doctorate? Uh, JD. Oh. Ooh. That, that's another suffix that you put afterwards. Uh, or Esquire. Or, uh, you know, an attorney. Do Do you know what the original... Um, the orig- how how Esquire originated as another title for attorney? I have no idea. I would assume that uh, it uh, originated with... Uh, like something something with like England mm. and like uh I'm trying to remember what the English word for attorney is. Uh. Not not the English word for attorney, because the English word for attorney <laughs> is fucking attorney. Or maybe it's attorney nah. with the British <laughs> twang in there. But uh there there's A like barrister? advocate or something yeah. like that. But I oh, think yes. like uh barristers or advocates or something used oh, to come from word, like yeah. uh uh, titled people, mm. and that's where the Esquire thing comes in. Yeah. 
that's what I'm guessing. I have no idea. Uh, prior to actually working in law firms and having to write Esquire after people's <laughs> names because you're writing to an attorney, the only Esquire that I knew of other than the magazine was Bill S. Preston. I know, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Was that his legit last name? So if he became a lawyer, <laughs> would he be Bill? No, no. I, I don't think Esquire was his last name. I think Preston was his last oh, name. Oh, shit. He's <laughs> just calling himself Esquire. Yeah. I see. I Dr. J. Dr. J. Yeah, Dr. J don't have a doctor. <laughs> Speaking about, like, guest starring roles, this, like, um, I, I guess it kind of pokes a little fun at that. And it does have that fun meta moment in the beginning. But um, this is what I kind of miss about old school TV. And it, it makes me feel a little nostalgic. And it kind of makes me feel a little romantic about it. Because um, I, I think we've mentioned it on this podcast before. But, like, when they were doing this TV was more of a traditional medium for like storytelling like this kind of stuff nowadays we have like the internet so we've got all these internet shows and we got netflix and all these other things that are more i don't know if the word is artisanal but they seem a little bit more focused towards a certain group you know and they they can be a little bit more niche Niche. yeah yeah Yeah. so there's all that like but like shows like this like lost it was it was meant to have this wide appeal and so like and they were like under these orders to pump out like 22 one hour episodes or 22 40 minute episodes of these shows or whatever and then we have a few seasons later they're just doing 16 but like you pumping out all these shows like they can't all be good you know they 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 have to have a couple of stinkers in there and that's i think that's what everybody kind of knows already but it's just kind of fun to go back and even even shows today they you know even some of the more niche stuff they, they have like some some shows some episodes that miss but like it felt like this was just a part of the times where like yeah we get like 16 of these can all be gold you know there's like 10 different writers and they're all like just chucking shit at the wall and see what sticks Uh, but it's kind of fun to see it's kind of fun to see them try that even Mm -hmm. though it didn't come out too well but it's kind of fun to see a shitty show every so often i don't know why i feel that but (laughs) and and also uh, to see a serious show also have uh, uh, the stunt cast guest star yeah yeah it's kind of fun something that lost could do you know like you know and i guess i wonder if this is even kind of a nod to some of um jj abrams earlier work because he did um what's that spy show alias alias yeah so i mean i don't i don't think it's like yeah, I remember when JJ did this, we'll start on a show, but like there is some, there's like a little overlap, like even if it's minor, it's just kind of fun. Was Billy D. Williams on uh, Alias? I don't know. Ooh, but awesome if we find out, yeah, yeah, that would be kind of neat to know if he yeah. was. It's, it's... Or, or maybe he had Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Weathers is the man. He fought Predator. Yeah. Okay, this is this is this is me coming from my brain. I don't know much about Star Wars. Is Lando still alive in the series? They don't. They don't mention him. So who knows? Uh-huh. So they could technically bring him back in some of these later they installments. Could, yeah, they could, but I don't think that they're like thinking like, "Oh yeah, Billy D. That's going to sell tickets." <laughs> Except, <laughs> hey, it will. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely will. It, uh, if if you guys bring back Lando for uh, episode nine, uh, I will watch one more time than I already planned to watch. <laughs> Okay, here's my pitch, you guys. We'll do if we do a Star Wars, we could do. <laughs> maybe this is heresy because you know I'm not I'm not I'm not a diehard. But like, uh, if we did like, you guys remember Star Trek Generations? If we yeah. did that with Star Wars, but we get Lando and a young Donald Glover <laughs> kind of in the same scene or that something, would be great. and you just do some time travel stuff. 
Star Wars has never touched on tra- time no, travel. In fact, I saw an article recently that said they're not going to put time travel in Star Wars, which is good, but also I don't know why that was a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, can the Force force you through space and time? It can do anything now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, in the New Jedi era, uh, I think, ah, oh, Jesus, what's his name? Um, fucking, uh, oh, God, what's Darth Cadis's name? Darth oh, Cadis? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I forgot the name of uh, the Solo Twins. Oh, J- Jaina and Jason. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Didn't wasn't Jason able to uh, project a uh, uh, force ghost through time? Um, that was right around the time I stopped reading the books. That's oh, okay. when they came around. Interesting. I see. Oh, so basically, yeah, they could just do anything with the force, right? The force is just an anything power. Yeah, no? I guess so kind of. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like up until like uh, uh, the video games came out, only the Empire shot, and only the Emperor shot lightning. Yeah. And then video games came out, and they're just like, oh yeah, no, like all like powerful Sith can do that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I don't want to get too far <laughs> off the path, but I, I did kind of like how they made Snoke in this latest one, where he can like have his Force reach out across the galaxy. Apparently, right? Is that a thing? Did I read that wrong? Yeah, yeah. He was connecting them, their minds. Oh, yeah. Just all the way across the uh, But they connected the after galaxy. he was dead, right? Spo- heavy spoilers for Star Wars I episode. I don't think so. Eight. I'm pretty sure they didn't. No? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and even if they did, the connection was already established. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. Yeah, so it's kind of just like opening up some tunnel that was already mm-hmm. kind of yeah. opened up for you previously. I see. Yeah, and that's not a euphemism at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, girl, open up that tunnel, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, is what? it Easter egg time yet? Uh, almost. Okay. It's, uh, it's something that bothers me time. <laughs> no, <laughs> Please. Yeah. We have a uh, son. They're talking about the, the others and how, oh, they find the walkie-talkie on Nikki and Paolo. And like, oh, they must have been working for the others. And then son's like, oh, yeah, like like uh, like how Micah was doing it. Yeah. Because she's <laughs> Korean. <laughs> she can't pronounce her L's right. It's only... Only when she's saying Michael's name, usually. Oh, yeah. But when she says the name Michael, she says Micah. She's never had that issue on the show before, right? And you never think, you never, it never stands out like yeah. it does when she says Micah. I see. And, and Michael hasn't been around for a long time. Yeah. But eventually we're going to have him in every episode and she's going to keep saying his name. <laughs> and it's going to make me. Upset. It's going to make you Hulk rage. <laughs> Hulk rage. <laughs> Oh crap! Miker, uh, Miker. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe that was her little nickname for it. <laughs> oh, little Miker. Yeah. Here, here's here's those Mike and things. Talking about that 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 uh, later on with the Nikki and Paolo burial scene. Did, did the entire group of people, even extras that we don't know, watch these people get buried with diamonds? Like nobody went back later on and was like, "We might get rescued, you guys." And <laughs> I could. Do pretty okay with what was it like three point two mil whatever eight the eight, eight million dollars yeah. in diamonds. God yeah, they damn. said eight million. Uh, was that the amount that uh, Miles said too? I think it is. Pretty sure, yeah. Did Son ever call him Myers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they ever met. Oh, oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. I guess they eventually would because they both survived. No, they didn't both survive. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Good old Miles. Um, yeah, like, they watch them bury those things. Like, yeah, I would, I would totally, uh, I would just, well, as soon as every, as soon as, like, some other crisis was happening, I'd be like, I need a shovel. <laughs> and 
And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah. giving me a chunk of that. Or, they or why did they over. not all, like, descend on the graves? Yeah. At the point where they thought that they were going to get on the boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like there would have been like one, like there would have been a like a, a chamness type just like <laughs> shoveling while they're <laughs> ferrying people to that to that uh to that uh ship or whatever yeah, the, the tanker yeah yeah the tankle the tankle <laughs> or the <laughs> yeah oh here's the thing here's another thing too um I know they just kind of had to like they had to whistle through a few things but whistle <laughs> <laughs> you got eight million dollars in diamonds in your house. You die of food poisoning or somebody kills you in your house. Like, somebody can just go and, like, unlock that shit and get it. Oh, was it in a safe? It, it was, was in, in a safe. safe, but a safe that had a key. A and key Jesus. that he carried around his neck. Yeah. Like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, that's just, that's, just, that's just a conversation piece uh, at that point. Like, what is that around your neck? Oh, it's a key. What is the key for? Oh. Like, you don't want people to know you have a key to safe with $8 million in diamonds. Yeah. I feel like what what if what if that's to throw people off the trail and there's actually a floor safe oh, that's shit. fingerprint opened that has eighty million dollars yeah. in oh, diamonds. Oh shit. That'd and then people amazing. just think like, Oh, I got eight million dollars in diamonds. I got everything that there is to be had here. I feel you. Yeah, that would be kinda neat. But at that point, like, yo, come on, man. A million dollars in diamonds. You just need to put like a sprinkle a couple of, of them in there, and then like yeah, yeah. You didn't need to put eight mil. Yeah, like like <laughs> you could have you could have left like eight hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds yeah. in there. That's like some rich dude shit. He's all like, "Well, I need to make it look believable. What's a believable number? Seven mil? Too low. Way too low. I got to bring that up a bit. <laughs> Ten mil? Be- oh no, uh, that that seems a little high. None of these numbers sound right. So about the number eight that. This feels good. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Well, let's go. With, let's go at a nice round eight mil." Yeah, could have been four. Could have been <laughs> fifteen or sixteen, but that was eight. Yeah, he should have just put some random number in there. That would have been fucking great. Like I have just about two million dollars. <laughs> you know, it would be great if you put in those diamonds and then maybe a couple of Burger King coupons, <laughs> uh, like around the pouch or in the pouch with the diamonds. Yeah, because it was inside of a Russian doll. So like. Inside the first one, the first layer, you could have put, like... Burger like, King coupons. Yeah. So, what was Burgle the deal? Burger King. Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, doesn't, it doesn't upset me when, when you do it. It's just that when she says it, it's like the one time it, like, points out her accent yeah. in that very specific way. Yeah, for our listeners I'm, I'm not saying it to, to try and get you upset, dude. I'm saying it because I think it's fucking it's hilarious. Funny. It is hilarious. For our listeners Racism's at home... Racism's great, guys. For our listeners at home... There is a bulging vein in David's neck when that when that line was delivered. <laughs> also, Burgle King is a pun because he's getting burgled. Oh, he is yeah. getting burgled by the Burgle King, which comes in the form of Nikki and Paolo. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a spec script right there, the Burgle yeah. King. But um, I don't know. Overall, I, I kind of to be to be honest, I kind of. I didn't hate this episode. How are you guys feeling about this now that it's all said and done? I thought the episode was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. I didn't, like, this isn't an episode where I'm going to feel like going back to revisit. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But um, as an episode, it kept me engaged the whole time. It did. Yeah. There's a lot of shit happening. It was almost like, 
I haven't seen it yet, but what I would imagine Ready Player One is just a lot of noise and colors and shit. Mm. And a lot of, hey, remember this thing? Yeah. Have you guys seen it? No, no I have not. No. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not planning on seeing it anytime soon, but... I'm going to wait until it comes out on HBO. Yeah. 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 I, I hear it, like, it getting all kinds of praise, and then I also hear, like, people just like, this is... I don't know what we were doing. It's nostalgicism. Mm. I don't know, man. Like nostalgic, nostalgia works, but like for the kids of today, you're really gonna show them Battletoads. Like what? What twenty Wait, year old Battletoads in this? I think so. Ooh. There's like Battletoads. David's and... mind has been changed. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like there's everything in it. There's like Battletoads and fucking Chucky from Child's Play. <laughs> no, they, they got like recent stuff too. I think Tracer from Overwatch is in one of the commercials. Oh no way! Yeah. <clears throat> I see. I heard that there's, uh, well, I, I haven't seen it, but there's like a really good um, scene where they they do a really nice shot of uh, the Shining's mansion. They do mm. a mansion from the Shining, but um, yeah, I, I don't know too much about the movie outside of that. But yeah. I heard that that was nice. I heard that Steven Spielberg was a real big Kubrick fan. Like he really mm. dug his work. And yeah, was... isn't he the one that finished up AI? Oh yeah, uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kubrick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I heard that like uh, it was one of those things where I think Steven Spielberg and I, I don't know. We, somebody can probably Google this and correct me if I'm wrong, but like uh, I heard something along the lines that Steven Spielberg was so enamored by Kubrick's work and he really wanted to to kind of do work like him and be the next Kubrick. He didn't. He went on to bigger fame and he was like well known and you know it's, it's Spielberg. But like uh, I think Spielberg still wanted that. Kubrick kind of jazz around him. Mm. Well, I don't know why I said jazz, but <laughs> but then like uh, but then I don't think he ever got that far. Or Kubrick was just yeah. kind of some weird genius. Do you that... think? Do you think that Steven Spielberg was like, oh yeah, we have to put the Shining Shining Hotel in this movie because like that's really important. They, I heard. I guess you know what's weird is the the scene happens, but there's a there's a zombie dance party that happens inside <laughs> the mansion right after they show you the shot of the mansion, which they said they did on like uh, they shot it with like you know uh, I think film or something. It was like grainy, oh, not film, but they they made it look grainy or made it look legit. But I don't think they could have put the Shining mansion in there because the the Shining I think was still license or something under kubrick's family and i think kubrick's family would only place the property or whatever uh whatever it was in the hands of steven spielberg i don't think they would have gave it to another director to put in the movie Hmm. but i don't know if that's true i just heard it so i repeated it like any good rumor spreader i feel like the movie is going to be as good as if you just made a slideshow of like all the funko pops that have ever been made (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like if you showed that to to two audiences, they'd be like, "Yeah, Ready Player One was pretty great." Ready Player yeah. One really looks like uh, BuzzFeed the movie. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I'm not super stoked to go see it. Yeah, it, it sounds like none of us are. Yeah, yeah. But listeners, if you've seen it and enjoyed it, uh, tweet at us and tell yeah. us why we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Tell us why we're wrong about change our mind. <laughs> Uh, so we can get a uh, a Ready Player One redemption on the show. <laughs> okay, time for that, Easter be a good corner What's podcast. Up? Ready Player One minute. Ooh. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like you freeze a flame. You know, I'm, I, I guarantee there's like Hubert's and fucking you yeah. Know, that one would have a lot. Jack Skellingtons sure. and yeah. shit that probably pop up. 
Yeah, who knows? But yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts the movie, but people really like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so. because they're yeah, because Kingdom Hearts is fucking great. Too. Yeah, like there's a there's a there's a story that's not just like, hey, remember these guys? They kind of did a decent job of bringing all that shit together, sorta. Yeah, the you know that Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's entirely possible Kingdom Hearts 3, you might get a Marvel world <laughs> or a Star Wars. We're, we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that. You know, um, I, I thought about I thought about this because I'm some kind of weird nerd, but whatever. I thought about like if they do, if they like, I remember the original Kingdom Hearts and it was like a Disney property and then they did Kingdom Hearts 2. And I was like, oh man, I hope they throw a Lost World. Or like not, not, not Lost World, the Jurassic Park, but no. they throw like a Lost the TV show that we're watching and oh. that's podcast is based on. I was like, I would love to see those characters. Like yeah. Go to like a lost level where yeah. they're stuck on the Island or some shit and they got to get off. And there's a smoke monster and stuff. Yeah. And like the smoke monster. Oh yeah. Because yeah. ABC is Disney. Yeah. yeah. Like you can go like that, that, Hey man, it writes itself. Smoke yeah. monster can be like one of the heartless or some shit. Yeah. You can have a, the silence is full of Easter eggs about lost. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Easter eggs about lost Easter egg corner. Boom. Yeah. Hey, uh, so the uh, strip club that they're filming in for Expose, that's Club 939. Hawaii's premier gentleman's club. Yes. Boom. Uh, although at the time, I'm pretty sure that was not 939. I think it might have been Penthouse Club at the time. Oh. Um, yeah, This I think the true. show was recorded. Well, they, they shot it in 06 maybe or maybe early 07. Yeah, and season it, three. Yeah, and then it, then it premiered in 07 at some point. Yeah. So whatever that club was in 07. You said Penthouse maybe? I think it was Penthouse Club. Because it was Penthouse Club in 05, I believe. Uh, well, if you are uh, you ever want to go see it, it's now Club 939. Hawaii's yeah. Premier Gentleman's Club. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can be in there and be like, hey, that's where Nikki danced on stage to Rump Shaker. Yeah. Um, and we see uh, in the airport, Nikki and Paolo, they run into Boone and Shannon. And that airport is actually the Hawaii Convention Center. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they're having a, uh, a, a wedding expo next weekend, if you guys... Are in the market for that stuff. Um, and then we have a lot of scenes from earlier scenes in the show. Things like Boone asking for a pen. We meet Ethan. We see Jack say, live together, die alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jabonis thing. We see the Beechcraft and the Pearl Station. And the uh, the lagoon with the guns in it. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Those are all things we'll see again. And we'll go, hey, I remember that Nikki and Paula were there. <laughs> and hopefully it'll be like Futurama where we can see their shadows in the background. That's great. That's great. Yeah, so that is the Easter egg portion of the show. Perfect. Yeah. And that leads us right into... Uh, the untitled Chad's Predictions for Next Week yeah. segment. Well, so next week's episode... Can we just title it Chad's Predictions for Next Week? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, I suppose we can. Unless uh, you guys can come up with something better, listeners. Yeah. Tweet at us. Anything anything at all. The first tweet anybody sends us. That's going to be... That's not that's gonna be one of us. Segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the title of next week's episode, episode uh, season three, episode thirteen, "The Man from Tallahassee." Ooh, the man from Tallahassee. Tallahassee is in the South. Sawyer has a Southern accent. <laughs> this is a Sawyer-centric episode. Oh. oh, we are going to find out uh, some things about Sawyer. Uh, we still have not actually seen the bet yeah. that uh, makes him not able to give people nicknames mm-hmm. anything that'll happen next week yes hmm that'll be interesting yeah yeah that, actually that's, that's a pretty it's a pretty good hypothesis yeah so i wonder what happens next week on 
the episode that happens previous to this. Yeah. So we're going to see an episode building to a Nikki and Paul episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Everything that we watch from here on in is building towards <laughs> Nikki and Paul. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can't see it at home, but we are pouring one out for Nikki and Paul. Yeah. We haven't done that on the show before, but we're doing it for those guys because, you know, they rock ice. Yeah. Also, let us know uh, if you're a team Nikki or a team Paul. <laughs> I'll be asking that a lot on social media this week. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. I am all team Nikki. Yeah? Yeah. I am fucking team old guy that died of a heart attack like <laughs> like he he spent no he got poisoned right oh yeah, yeah. that's right yeah he got poisoned to death poison yeah. attacked his heart like you know it's weird you spend a whole lifetime you know building up a or amassing a wealth and whatever um only to to die alone in your home at the hands of yeah and that guy was lonely like he had all that money but he had like one chef and one girl that he had on his yeah. arm that he and got one wife that he was talking about yeah. when he died right before he died I'm, i was hoping that that wife would come back somehow but i was like well it's lost but it's not like that kind of loss or would you yeah be no when uh shannon mm-hmm. i think you said her name was uh was like marching into frame uh during that uh, quote-unquote airport scene <laughs> uh i totally thought that that was uh that dude's wife oh, oh. like he just keeps going for him younger <laughs> and younger interesting it's hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. But he's Australian Hollywood. Yeah, guaranteed. Australia would. <laughs> yeah. Australia would. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I guess that draws us to a close, but before that we um you can come and find us on our various social media sites for this podcast. You can find us on uh, Instagram at WhatBroPod, also on Twitter at WhatBroPod, and our um our website at what's up with that bro dot com. Yeah, and send us an email. What's up with that, bro? Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, let us know if you're Team Nikki or Team Paulo. Yeah, let us know. David Twitter. Oh yeah, my Twitter is DKJ Comedy. About to hit that thirteen hundred days of eating ice cream. Nice. Hit yeah. your Twitter. Uh, you can find me over at Aniava zero zero three on Twitter at Chad underscore Wago. Boom. Yes. Look at that. I keep saying boom this episode. <laughs> uh, at some point, it's going to come back around and go from being irritating to funny again. Yeah. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that to be our new sign off. Uh, I would love it for. Uh, we should make it. We should make it this episode sign off. <laughs> okay. Well, that's another razzle dazzle in the can. You know it's a razzle dazzle. Get razzle dazzle. <laughs>